0: During your day to spend with us or taking us with you, whatever that may be on a Wednesday morning, coming up on the program earlier, we told you about the generosity of Calgarians buying ice cream to make a difference for those folks struggling in war-torn Ukraine. We're gonna do something completely different at eight nineteen. Tell you how you can run. I guess maybe running off that ice cream. Run and support the people of Ukraine that comes up just before eight thirty. and ahead in one minute. it's the latest buzz how bees are helping. To save the antelopes, of all things. Details from the nature doctor. Dr. Axel Morenschlager, coming up in one
1: minute. 8.10 now. Helicopter traffic time. It's brought to you by Truman. Building Calgary's best, featuring Gateway at West District from the 290s. Final phase now selling. Visit liveatgateway.com. Live better. Live Truman. We are heading into the
0: southwest of the city to check up on a collision Sarsie Trail at Bow Trail. Definitely seeing the delays eastbound starting around Old Vamp Coach Road. We've also got big delays eastbound Glenmore from 37th Street out towards 14th Street. That glare factor is mighty fierce this morning. They're also gonna be running into delays due to that glare factor on northbound Deerfoot and near the Capro Bridge. Through the southeast, the collision westbound Pagan Trail just after Stony Trail. This has traffic get, uh, getting by on just the shoulder. So back up heading on to southbound Stony Trail, it'll be at least a 10 minute delay. And uh, we've also got a collision westbound 16th Avenue just after 52nd Street with backups to 68th Street. Tonight's Lotto 649 draws an estimated $8 million plus the guaranteed $1 million prize. $8 million. Get that Lotto 649 feeling. Must be of legal age. Up in the 770th to our traffic helicopter. I'm Freddie Howard.
1: now and once a month we have the pleasure of joining the Wilder Institute, Calgary Zoo's Director of Conservation and Science, Dr. Axel Morenschlager, with the latest buzz on all the great conservation work that that team is involved in, not just here in Calgary and Canada, but around the world. Good morning to you, Dr. Axel. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Uh, This is always, you know, you kind of make us giggle. You get us quite intrigued when you tell us what your topic is for the day. And this morning, it's about how to save antelopes with bees.
2: That's right. We're going to take a journey away from this snowy morning and and go all the way to Kenya. We're not going to go to the savannah with the elephants, but into the high mountain forest. And there, there lives an elusive and incredibly endangered antelope called the mountain bongo. It's chestnut-colored, has these fine white little stripes and big horns. And we've just published a major paper on basically how to bring them back again.
0: Okay, well... So, yeah, how do we connect that to the
2: bees? Yeah, so basically these forests, um, especially one called Aburu, are in, in trouble themselves, but they're precious, you know, for the wildlife and for the people. This particular forest actually, in, ha- in it has prayer caves. It has a sacred tree called the Meru Oak, and in it are these last few antelope, there are fewer than 60 mountain bongo left in the wild. And so we've been trying to work on the habitat, but also on the community uh, interests to try and bring this species back. All right, so the way that it all works is that in many places in the world, basically wildlife and wild places have to be worth more uh, standing and living than being cut down or killed. All right, and so, uh, our team led by Donna Shepherd actually has been surveying local communities and 75% of people have never seen one of these bongo but 95% are in favor of bringing them back. Mm. So we've just been working in the forest to try and you know get the conditions to, to find out where the last antelope are and how we can best release antelope uh, into the wild again. But then it turned a bit tricky. Doing this biological work, we found out that there were illegal activities in the forest. There were snares set by poachers. In fact, 19 of our own cameras were even stolen. This led to arrests and all sorts of things in terms of, you know, just protecting the habitat in the place. But we thought about, well, look, how do we make this more valuable? for bongo conservation than without it. And so our team has been working with the local communities to put in place a cooperative that's now fully certified to set beehives into the forest using traditional techniques that yield honey that can then be harvested commercially without damaging the habitat. And so basically the forest becomes more worthwhile standing and the habitat for the bongo is, is better there Uh, through the support of these economic activities linked with local communities, um, than it is being cut down.
1: It's brilliant. Axel, how does your team get involved in something like this, you know, on the other side of the world? Is Is the reputation now for the Wilder Institute Calgary Zoo so great that people come searching you and your team out?
2: This is exactly, and thank you, yeah, it's um, almost weekly we're contacted by different groups around the world for help, um, especially to work in community-based conservation or in conservation translocations where we reintroduce species again, and then uh, it depends, We because we have a leadership position, we can either pass those on to, to other leaders that we have in the world that we work with, or get directly involved, and we have some choice in that. But in this case, we are deep on the ground. We have a, a full-time staff member in Kenya. We have a relationship with a local NGO. And it just shows the depth that we can go. We can either just advise or we can go right to the ground, right in the multi-year effort to work with people, work with communities, work with governments and NGOs around the world to make a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Dr. Schlager, do you think a lot of people are surprised at how deep you folks your organization and you go in with strategy? Because I have this opinion that... You know, the work you do is being dropped into a remote area and bottle-feeding a baby goat, for example. But the, the strategy, when you, you were you were explaining with the bees and all, weighing, you know, and, and pushing forward this idea that we have to bring value to an area. that it's very interesting to me. It, it's more paperwork and, and, and thought. Yeah, it's, um,
2: you know, really we've grown up right here in our backyard doing conservation that we do in Canada. And, of course, we continue to do that through the support of of everybody in our communities and Calgarians. But um, as we go further afield, we just develop more credibility and more of a reputation. And we, we think beyond just the environment and beyond biology. We think about restoring a balance between the needs of people and the needs of nature, because it's only right and fair and sustainable if we do that responsibly. So, you know, we try to make conservation wonderful, uh, inclusive but also sustainable in a way that works environmentally, but, you know, ecologically, but economically as well.
1: We're grateful that you bring these incredible stories to us to share, and thank you for all the work that you and your team do. Appreciate you always chatting with us, Axel.
2: Thank you so much. It is a big team effort for us at the Wilder Institute Calgary Zoo, and and you make it possible. So thank you for supporting wildlife
1: conservation. Thanks, Axel. That is Dr. Axel Morenschlager, Wilder Institute Calgary Zoo's Director of Conservation and Science.